Hey Motorheads, thank you for clicking on episode number 7, House Call with Doc Love on Race22.com. This episode will be connecting with Justin Carroll, 23, originally from Florida, now resides in races out of Concord, North Carolina, and has been racing since the age of 9. Justin has been behind the wheel of a full-bodied stock car since the age of 15 and has shown he has the talent to get the job done early in his career and continues to improve and impress and gaining tons of fans along the way. Justin has really taken on a hot streak of late and is hoping to continue that momentum into the Rodney Cook Classic. Speaking of hot, I keep hearing about this nickname Justin Carroll has and even his Twitter account reads, at Toast, that's at T-O-A-T-T-57, at Toast 57. So I had to ask Justin, where did this nickname come from? We were actually racing at Orange County Speedway with the uh, past series path at the just kind of started getting a uh, pro late model division started and uh, I think we were probably three or four races in and they were still working on getting car counts up and everything and uh, we actually were leading at Orange County we were coming to the uh, pretty sure we were coming to the white flag and uh, Cole Tim was uh, right on our bumper which is uh, you know he's had a lot of success in uh, super late models now and um, but he had got to my bumper. We had just caught a lap car and kind of slowed my momentum up, and uh, he was kind of able to use that to his advantage. He got to my rear bumper and uh, spun me around, and that lap car that we had just passed went completely over top of my car, and then uh, we came to a rest sitting out of turn four, and the whole body was ripped off the car and uh, kind of well, didn't get you know knocked out or anything, but I was kind of dazed just from the, the accident or whatever, and slowly start you know getting out and all of a sudden these flames start you know erupt and it starts at the front of the car goes out down the right side of the car and in the back i mean just completely engulfed the uh the car and and flames and uh so yeah that's where uh, the old nickname toast came from man that is a rough way to get a nickname you know sometimes the announcer will give it to you just off of the cuff and Sometimes a fan will give it to you, or, or sometimes it's on-track activity. So, bruh, you really earned that one the hard way. You know, mine was given to me in basic training. You know, my lo- love is actually my last name. And the drill instructor said, you're some kind of Dr. Love? And I said, oh, I didn't know what to say. He said, sit down, Dr. Love. And that's where my nickname started from. A lot of people don't know that, but that's how I got my nickname. And then when I got into radio, it, it just stuck. I thought, oh, what a cool radio name. But anyway... Bro, that's a that's a tough way <laughs> to earn a nickname. <laughs> now, uh, now tell me again, who was the driver's? Uh, what was the driver's name that uh, 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 hit you from behind? His name was uh, Cole Tim, and uh, I think now he's he's working at Hendrix or something. We don't we don't have any bad blood anymore. It was uh, it was years ago, but um, yeah, what? you know, it was just you was just what, a racing uh, deal. Fifteen. That was what two thousand eleven. Now. Uh, and and I did see the video of this. It, that was a very scary crash. And uh, to to kind of cl- clear things, the uh, uh, the the, ga- the fuel tank did not uh, uh, get cut or uh, uh, didn't smash. It was how the car went over top of yours and all the fuel lines that connect from the side, you know, to gas it up and things like that, just got ripped off with with the body because the body just got sheared off and then with all the hot pipes and that with the gas kind of got splashed around that's where all the uh the flames come from and it did it totally engulfed the flyer the the car and somebody from the pit area uh come running up to pull you out who was that 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, his name is Ray Knight, and yeah, that's my that's my hero right there. I, uh, I see see Ray quite a bit. He's actually uh, working now with the Car Store Series, so we've been running that series all year long. So uh, I still get to see him, and man, I, every time I see him, I tell him he's my hero, just because uh, you know who knows who knows what could have happened if you know he wasn't there to you know help us out. Uh, and like I said, that was only the third or fourth race with that series, third or fourth race for me ever in a. Uh, a full-size race car i was used to legend cars where we had a door to get out of and as i'm starting to see all these flames you know i'm panicking and i got everything undone and i'm trying to get out of car like a, a you know legend car just because oh, wow. that's what i was used to and totally had forgot about the window net and um he ran in there and uh and he's like come on come on we gotta get out of here we gotta get out of here and he was uh he was in shorts and a t-shirt and uh you know he ran in there and, you know like i said he's my he's my hero yeah, I was going to ask. I couldn't tell because uh, the, the video was kind of at a distance if that was an official or a fan or from another crew. But he was in shorts and a t-shirt, and th- you know Ray ran in the flames. He was in the fire and grabbed you out. And Carrie, you were so tiny. He grabbed you like you was uh, an infant, pulling you out of there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he actually he was at the time an official at Orange County Speedway. He wasn't working with the past series. Gotcha. And uh, first. At first, he had kind of gotten in trouble for it, and uh, but then when they went back and, and reviewed footage of like the series day, they went back and they kind of rewarded him <laughs> for you know his bravery and, oh, and doing what he did just because he was first guy to me. Yeah, and and he had to go the the track. Now I want to you know clear that up too. The track officials were right there because he had to go between the car and the the um, uh, the truck and the track officials. They were Johnny on the spot with the fire uh, extinguishers. Uh, he just happened to be there a little bit quicker because you know he he went straight from that corner and was in route as the trucks were parking. Uh, so they were pretty quick on the spot too. Um, for sure. So, for sure. So yeah, I'm so glad you know uh, that you got out and, and the safety equipment did their work and, and there was folks there to take care of you. So that was that was that was uh, pretty scary. I did, had no idea how serious of a crash that was, and it's good that we can joke about that today. But um, uh, one last question about that part of it: Did you or any of your crew uh, have anything to say uh, to the gentleman, uh, the driver, the other driver? <laughs> yeah, it's funny you ask that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I was pretty young at the time, and, and yes, I was I was mad and heated and everything, but I personally didn't do too much. My dad, on the other hand, he was furious, and uh, he was looking, you know, for his crew and, and, and them guys, and he couldn't find any of them, so he just went to the trailer and reorganized it for them, uh, so I say, and... Uh, <laughs> Dad spent the rest of the night outside the racetrack um, until uh, until all the activities were over, and then they let him back in. But uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, there was a lot of words, you know, kind of said thereafter. But like like I said, it was uh, eight years ago uh, now, and uh, we've uh, we have moved on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good, but that that's a cool move on Dad because. It's probably good he didn't get his hands on him, but it's probably good that he at least be able to relieve the stress of that situation on inanimate objects and, and rearranging the tra- the uh, trailer. That's a good second best uh, situation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, now so you're 15 running the, that deal. So from that point forward, you know, after, before that you run the legend cars. And was that did you run any late models, or did you just go from legend cars to that deal? 
Yeah, so we went from, you know, legend cars to that pro late model. And then uh, kind of there after that, that fire wreck, we uh, we put the car, we got it all back together and, and uh, ready to go. And we went and ran a couple more races, but we just kind of realized and uh, through a lot of mom's convincing, um, <laughs> decided that wasn't the route we really wanted to go. And we started looking more into the late model stock side of things and it just made a lot more sense for uh, this area. I mean, this area there on any given Saturday really has about, um, between, you know, Virginia to South Carolina, I would say on a given Saturday, you know, seven or eight tracks that are running. Yeah. At that time. Um, absolutely. At that time. Yeah. So it just, uh, and then, you know, the past series, they, they only run, you know, a couple of times a month or whatever they did, you know, now they don't right. run down here at all. And just, uh, so, you know, we kind of decided to go a different route. So we got rid of that and got a late mall stock and we've, uh, we've been, been really happy with it ever since. Now, when you got your first late model stock car, where did you first, uh, drive it? Where'd you first race at your first late model stock car race? Yeah. So my first one was actually at Hickory. And Hickory used to have, man, just absolutely killer car counts. And I remember our first race there, we qualified fifth, and we were still trying to figure out what the heck we were doing. <laughs> and there was like, I want to say 28 cars or 25 cars. There was a lot. And uh, we even talked about starting in the rear before the race started. And uh, we all talked about it as a team. We are like, you know what? We, we qualified up here, so let's let's go for it. So we did. We stayed out of trouble the whole race. And, um I think we ended up finishing either seventh or eighth, and and it was one of my for a long time at the beginning of my career was my best finish was the, my very first race. And <laughs> it was it was more like every time we tuned on the car we got slower and slower. <laughs> but um, no, we uh, so we ran Hickory our whole first year, really my first year and a half or so, and then kind of started venturing out, and uh, we now got you know Jason Stanley is crew chief. Me and him work on these things all day every day and and go to the racetrack and uh we have a we have a ton of fun together now so you live in concord so did you uh you know before uh they started slowing down and racing so often did you race late models at concord yeah so we uh i never ran any of their weekly uh races because kind of my first year was concord last year and uh we didn't want to uh, as you know weekly competition right and we didn't want to go to a track that big that fast in my first year in late mile stocks and and uh but we did go there the car store went there i think three or four times um and past used to have the uh the north south shootout there and they run late mile stocks so we would run there uh, with them as well and uh i hate that it just got bought up but we did uh we did get one win there we had uh, we had some really good runs there in the car store series, and uh, it's a shame that uh, as of right now, there's not going to be any more racing there. Yeah, that's a shame. I've been able to do some uh, track announcing there and some uh, short track broadcasting from there, and I mean way back to the ASA days and um, the uh, past race there. We did some broadcasting there with uh, Alan Deeds and the UARA, and um, man, that have really uh have enjoyed to see some really good races there over the years and uh, lots of history there so it's very sad uh, to see some um see that place uh, uh not hold any uh, events there the hooters pro cup back in the in the good old days before they split with the north and south they split up the uh, the depth of the field um 
when they had before they did that you know they had the one series and man you talk about a stout field there was some serious racing uh going down <laughs> in, in those days um, for sure and i had an opportunity to work with um uh, Tim Southers, when he was the, the media director there and uh, doing pit road for their uh, internet broadcasting, and holy moly, that was some some serious racing. Uh, just love, I used to tell everybody, man, what was it like working with them? And I'd say, hey, that's for best sure. victory lane in all of motorsports. I'd tell them. So you raced there, and uh, I think you uh, cut some laps at uh, Orange County. Well, uh, you know, after that fire wreck, uh, we really didn't race there. Honestly, let's see. After that fire wreck, we went back there one more time with that uh, Pro Late model deal, and that actually, that, that time we went there was our last time running that car, and then I hadn't been back there until this year with, um, oh, wow. with the car store. Okay. Yep, yep, so it had been, I'd say, probably seven years since we went back there, um, and this first time, this year was the first time I've ever been there with the Late model stock, and uh, we went there, you know, for the car store, 30000 a win earlier in the year. And, and it was such a race that, you know, well, at the time was the biggest paying late model stock race until, you know, Martinsville up there Annie. <laughs> yeah, uh, all it takes <laughs> is a press conference. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And But, uh, you know, it was such a race, a race that I wanted to go into and, and be successful and, yeah. and try to compete and be in contention for that. And we just were not. And, I, you know, I just it's not been a track that has been uh much of my liking but just uh not blaming it on the fire wreck or anything i just have not been good there and you know it's just uh something we've struggled at so we've we've gone to work in uh that thirty thousand race we didn't didn't end up very well and uh we went back first went there again and just really weren't where we needed to be either we actually got a lady luck was on our side for that one because uh Josh Berry kind of he he broke there the the oil filter or whatever and took out the first I think eight cars or something and we were ninth yeah. and uh, our first seven cars because we restarted second after that and I, I I qualified ninth and we led a bunch of laps there and ended up uh, finishing fourth but you know yes you know it was a decent finish but how our car handled and where we needed to be just was not there yet so had a lot of luck but i still wasn't happy as a driver and then with myself and with the car just uh, the performance you know i needed i know we needed to be better still and so we went went back home and uh, we took notes on it and and uh, figure out places where we can improve and and all that stuff and we went back this past weekend for a local race up there and they got some i'll tell you they got some stout locals up there and um we uh qualified second and redrew the pole for the first race and uh had a little uh encounters with uh another <laughs> driver on a restart but uh <laughs> we uh, we did come out on top of that one and then uh they had twins they were twin 35s and then we redrew second for the second race and we were able to uh get the win in that one too so to um kind of go back you know after the struggles we've had there and to be successful was, uh, man, that, that, that felt really good. And, and uh, yeah. definitely, I think, the best car we've ever brought there. So I'm excited for the uh, 30000 to win race coming up here next year. Yeah, and we, well, I want to go back and revisit uh, you know, this past weekend uh, real quick. But I want to kind of fill in the gap. Uh, but, you know, the seven years uh, before you came back to run the Cars Tour full season. Uh, so in the late model stock uh, uh, 
you know, focused. I didn't realize you didn't run the um, Orange County that much. So you kind of focused around uh, Concord and, and Hickory. So Hickory's basically was your home track with the late model stock car? Yeah, Hickory was our home track. And that's pretty much where we raced a, a lot. Uh, we, ra- we did race Ace a lot too, which we've raced Ace a lot this year as well. And, yeah. and we were fairly successful back then uh, that was where i got my first ever late mile stock win and and this year we've been uh, we've been really well up there and um so i'd say probably between hickory ace that would be uh some of my local tracks we actually did travel up to uh, langley speedway quite a bit in uh in years prior so at the hall for us we really like the track and we really like the people up there so uh we've kind of we've been everywhere we don't uh we don't stick at one track for too too long well, that's cool man that's that's really interesting that's uh that's cool and that's you know to me you know and i think uh some of the guys experience that that you know have all these wins and national championships they'll tell you man the more you travel the more you learn about chassis tires and what it takes to win uh multiple uh late mile stock car races not just championships and and, and things like that you know you'll learn more about uh, yourself uh your chassis and your equipment and what it takes to win races uh, over and exactly. over again, because uh, I think if you stay at one place, sometimes you get too tuned in, and you you, you stay within the box. You you th- you keep yep. thinking, well, you can't do this here. Well, that's when you you, you start tuning yourself out. You you got to think outside the box sometimes. Um, for sure, for sure. All right, so you know we filled in that gap there. A lot of folks were wondering, you know, where does he race at? Where's his home track? So. Uh, so we wanted to. I wanted to touch on that a little bit with you, Justin. Um, so, did was this the first year that you were part of the Kawiki uh, Driver Development Program? No, it's actually the second year. Okay. So last year um, we were part of the program, and uh, so we. I, so I didn't know if that was, was tied of... in with the the Cars Tour, but so you don't have to be a part of a tour. You just have to be a, a racer, so you can just be at a local track or a tour or whatever. You just need to be a racer to be a part of that. Yeah, so the their only re- requirements is you have to race late models, and you cannot have raced uh, anything higher. So you cannot have raced ARCA, k trucks, you know, Xfinity Cup, obviously, uh, to be eligible for the program. And you also have to be... Uh, younger than 25, I believe it is, um, to be part of the program. So, so, so um, it's ba- how do you? How did you hear about this? And how do you? Uh, uh, do you apply for this? I mean, it's basically like a racer scholarship, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's actually how the program started was a, uh, a scholarship at at a college, and they kind of changed it into the racing side of it. And uh, we first. So I first heard about it kind of through the program. They had messaged me and, and asked if I had ever been interested in, in uh, you know, signing up for their program. And I had kind of heard about it through some, some other late mall stock guys. Uh, Brandon Setzer was a part of the program. Uh, Justin Kreider was, as well as Cody Haskins. Um, but anyways, they, uh, I had kind of seen it but never, you know, knew really how to apply. So I uh, found out how to apply, and you really, you know, kind of fill out like almost like a job application. And um, you send it into the to their program, and and uh, then they they pick semifinalists. So let's see, 2017 was the year first year I applied for it. I made it to the semifinals, and then after the semifinals, they do phone interviews with each each. Uh, I think it's 20. 
oh man, I think it was 21 or 25 semifinalists. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, they do phone interviews with all of us. And then from there, there's a, a board, a committee board, and uh, there's seven of them, just, just like how Allen's number was seven. And uh, they kind of filter through all the different drivers, and they pick up seven drivers. And uh, we're going to go into a points competition and based off of on-track, off-track, social media, community service, kind of how you just are as a, a person as, as a whole. And um, they sponsor a $7,777 throughout the year. And then if you win the Kawiki Cup at the end of the uh, competition, which ends October 31st, um, they take that $7,777 and times it by seven, which is uh, a little over 54000 You get this really cool-looking uh, Kawiki Cup that's got the Mighty Mouse on it. It's um, that was, that was Alan, always on uh, Alan's car uh, when he raced. And... Um, just a, it's a really cool program to be a part of. But anyway, so the first year uh, I signed up for it, made the semifinals. I didn't make the finals, and so I signed up for it again last year. Made the finals, kind of learned about how the whole program was, uh, and you know what it's all about. And I was kind of learning it as I was in the program because I just wasn't 100% sure what it took to win the Kawiki Cup. And we, I, I took notes last year, and. and uh, really started to get a grasp on it towards the end of the year and this year it's been i've been uh i've been full at it you know 100 110 percent just uh trying to you know be our best on track i've been going out and doing a ton of different community events um been very active on twitter facebook all my social media stuff and uh it's paying off right now we're we're uh, leading the points we got a eight point lead over jeremy doss who is uh racing out west uh, in California and stuff, so it, uh, it's going to come down to the wire for sure. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, uh, the, the social media from when I was in this 10 years ago uh, is way different than uh, than years ago. So it's awesome that you got, uh, you know, West Coast and East Coast racing against each other, kind of like Mike and, uh, and uh, the cat out there in Minnesota racing for the national title for the NASCAR uh uh, uh and all american uh, series uh man this is going to come down to the wire and of course you know well here we want to wish you the best and, and and there's nowhere where the fans can vote or uh wish you know anywhere they can participate in this no so the fans they uh not necessarily have a voting or anything like that but you know fans you know can always you know tweet at us or um be just you know active on any kind of social media talking about the Kawiki driver development program or just talking about you know how how we've done at the races or community events or whatever you know that of course all helps is there a specific hashtag for that um, social media so so they'll see the activity so yeah there's two hashtags that we use one is hashtag kddp which stands for Kawiki driver development program and then the other one is hashtag racing for Allen. Okay. I'm going to write those down. I'm going to wear them out. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of the, the tweets with you, and I saw uh, one uh, lately with you and um, uh, Corey LaJoy. Uh, Corey is always a, a, a crackerhead to be around, man. I'm telling that dude, he is one hilarious uh, young man. He is um, he is quite the, the pleasure to be around and always active in uh 
social media and very very humorous and uh, does a lot of cool things out in the in the community and um, he's just something else boy I'm so proud of him and hopefully that he can kind of do like uh, Matt Benedetto, just ease his way up into a better ride and keep going and keep going because I think he has a lot of talent and I think in the right equipment he can get her done too so uh, but yeah that had to have been a lot of fun uh, doing the um, uh, the deal there with uh, Corey yeah yeah that was a Samaritan feet uh, deal and uh, he was there at the uh, event and he I I had no idea he was going to be there and he had no idea I was going to be there. <laughs> and uh, so it was really kind of cool when, you know, I, I've known Corey for, for years, back before he was, you know, made it in the Cup Series. I've always uh, run his dad's seat, LaJoy's oh, cool. seating. And, and uh, so I've kind of known him. I, I raced with his younger brother, Casey, yeah. uh, back in the Bandolero days. So, um, Old Beaver kinda, Dragon. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we saw each other, when we saw each other, it was like uh, – whoa what, what are you doing here and so um it was uh it was really cool to kind of hear his story about how he uh got together with the samaritan's feet program and he uh he actually told us a story how he gave up a uh, a month's worth of sa- worth of salary to have have uh the samaritan's feet logo and, and on his car for uh-huh. the the roval and i mean i can't remember what the other race was he had it on on his car for but uh it was just, uh, he said it was something that, uh, he, he just got a message from above and he said that, uh, that was just something he needed to do and, and, uh, he did it and just, uh, has had an awesome turnout. Oh, over that's it. awesome. That's awesome, man. I just love that dude. He is so funny. Back when I was doing, the the live internet radio show with Alan Deeds and Tony Stevens, uh, our old show was called Kicking Asphalt. We used to do it at the, um, uh, the go-kart track down in, uh, Moores, uh, not Mooresville, but, um, down in Charlotte, um, um, Victory Lane, Victory Lane, Victory. Carding, Victory Lane, yep. Carding, yep. And um, they used to come down him and uh, Brandon McReynolds and uh, oh yeah, Coleman, Presley, and uh, gosh, it was a whole slew of them. The I'm field fillers, sure the the field <laughs> fillers. That's what they used to call themselves. They had a little oh, core yeah, group yeah. of it. Yep. They used to call themselves the field fillers, and they were hilarious. Whether they were on the show or not, they'd come hang out and heckle the guys that were on the show. Those guys were hilarious. They used to make me laugh so much. I'm so glad to see those guys have success. And Brandon, you know, I hear him. Brandon, you know, he's uh, having success with uh, the racing out west, and I hear him doing uh, um, voiceovers on some of the race broadcasts on TV. So, man, I'm just so thrilled for all those guys having success. And, yeah, for and, sure. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, seeing your progression and, and telling, you know, where I haven't seen your racing before. And then, you know, now we're almost up to where you're, you're starting, you know, your Cars Tour career. Um, this is your first full season in the Cars Tour. So this is your first uh, Cars Tour tw- Cars Touring 12 program participant, right? Yep, yep. So now how hard was it to be a participant with that? So uh, not too difficult, kind of like the same thing as the <laughs> Koiki Driver Development Program is you kind of send in an application and they go through them all and, and they pick who they feel like would be the best represent, uh, repre- representatives um, for their tour. And uh, you know, so being part of the Touring 12, we get kickbacks, uh, uh, we get uh, purse increase. Um, uh, our tires are cheaper. Uh, pit passes are, are cheaper. Um, 
we uh, just they kind of help us out, and then we also help the series out. So right. one thing that they get guaranteed is they know for a fact they're going to have twelve cars at every single race. Right. Um, then they also we uh, throughout the year do different events. So like at Orange County for the thirty thousand a win race, we um, us twelve drivers had to go to different places. Some right. went to restaurants. Some went to like ice cream shop. I went to a uh, a bar with uh, two other drivers. One was Bobby McCarty. Oh lord! <laughs> I think Craig Moore. I think was the other one. And, oh lord! And, uh, we just <laughs> oh yeah, it was a good it was a good time. But we just uh, we try to promote the series. Uh, talk to the people that are in there about you know about what's going on and and uh, try to get them to come out to the race. And we have a few free tickets that we give out. Those uh you know we kind of they help out, uh, help us out as far as know what it takes to to be at the racetrack and that we help them out as far as promoting their series yeah i think that's a, a fantastic uh, deal there and it gives back to the drivers and drivers give back to the crew i think they um, they really have a great program and i think the drivers are eager to get out in the community to, to, to help get more folks and get new fans out to the track exactly. and i think it's working yep. i really do i think it's working um, you know, because at that time, you know, with uh, Langley and the, and the guys, we were doing the live show and we were trying to work out the logistics to, to get to one of those places to do one of the live shows on Friday, but it just couldn't work out with, um, with all three of us coming from three different directions and Roger working at the shop, you know, his customers needed him late Friday and I had to work Friday, so it just couldn't, couldn't get it worked out. But, um, man, we'll, we'll, hopefully next year we can work that out and do a, live broadcast in one of them places especially yeah uh, one of them bars boy that'd be a lot of fun Woo! <laughs> for sure for sure but uh so but one thing that caught my eye when i was looking you know i'm a stats guy i love looking at stats and trying to figure them out but uh the first uh three years uh 16 17 18 each year you made four stars that's kind of what i was getting at you had yep. um 12 starts of those first three years and you had four top fives and you did get that uh win at the uh, i was there as a fan uh redhead <laughs> um my sweetheart and daniel got me out of the house and uh got me to the track again that was maybe my third or fourth uh race that i attended since uh, being away from the track and and um told tony i was there so he was like oh it's awesome to hear you get out and and visit the racetracks again and and i saw dick trickle race and i thought man how awesome is this to see this Dick Trickle <laughs> colors going around the track? How awesome is that? And doggone if he didn't win. Now, how awesome <laughs> was that to win a throwback race with a, a, a beautiful scheme like that and win at your home track and only making four starts in a highly competitive touring series? Yeah, that that race right there, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it racked up with, uh, you know, my best of best wins. Um, I'd say probably... <laughs> That one, the Rodney Cook Classic, those are probably my two in my history books that are up at, at the top. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of went into that weekend. We'd been running really well at Hickory uh, on local races. And uh, so we had confidence. I was, I was really excited. Um, we went and tested the day before, which was on Thursday, because, you know, Car Store is a Friday-Saturday event. And uh, I thought, thought we had a really good car, so we decided not to practice on, on Friday and we kind of just sized up for competition and watched them. And as, uh, you know, Friday was kind of winding down. I was like, man, I don't even know if this was the right decision. Maybe we should have been practicing and, <laughs> uh, almost second guessing myself just cause, you know, watching these other cars and, 
some some guys that I've only raced with a couple of times because you know some of them only raced the tour. Right. And um, so, but we went into Saturday, uh, and, and the two sessions that they had, I felt like we were competitive. Felt like we had a car that uh, had speed, and and um, you know I. I you know, I was I was confident. You know, we only uh, we only made I want to say four or five laps even on Saturday in practice. So um, <laughs> we didn't show our cards too much, and then uh, we qualified fifth. Um, and uh, I felt like it was you know I'm not I'm not a qualifier, so I was, I was pretty happy with that. They threw the green flag, and man, that that thing was an absolute rocket ship, and. Uh, I, I haven't had, uh, I've had some good cars at Hickory. I've had, uh, a lot of good cars at Hickory, but that, on uh, that night, just everything worked out perfect. And, uh, it was, uh, it came down to an absolute thriller there at the end, um, between me, Austin McDaniels and, uh, and Anthony Alfredo, who's now racing in the truck right, series. Right, so, right. We, uh, you know, three Y for multiple different laps and, and, uh, I didn't. I actually had lost the lead there with uh, I want to say it was thirty, thirty-five to go or something like that, and and I was able to get it back there with just uh, with just five laps to go, or uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was five laps to go. And once I got clear, I was able to drive away. But uh, man, that was an intense battle for sure. Oh, that was that was a fantastic race, and got you know I was really enjoying it. Um, if I remember, I think that was the last surgery I had on my left foot. I had to have some bones removed and. Um, we were sitting uh, off of turn four up in the uh, handicap area, and I had to have my leg propped up. I had a purple cast on, and we were up there having <laughs> a ball and cheering you guys on. And and Daniel, <laughs> he was, uh, gosh, he was, what, 13 or 12, 10 or 10, running around, uh, taking pictures and all over the track. And, uh, boy, he had a ball. And um, But, yeah, I remember just seeing all those colors and didn't quite understand what the throwback was and, um because i hadn't been out and following any racing at all and i just thought what a cool concept that was really awesome that's before i, I had met uh, mcnally and and chris and and uh, you know really talked in depth with tony about what he was doing and what he was doing with the tour and all that stuff didn't really talk with uh, langley or anybody at that point i was just you know first few times i'd gotten out of house to uh to go to an actual track and uh, man i had a ball that was fun super late models was just as fun because uh, I For think sure. uh, yep. that was the same year the somebody had the I think it was um, uh, the Sam Ard car uh, won. Yep, yep. And you know, yep. being a, of my age, you know, I remember when he raced and was winning. Uh, loved, uh, loved uh, Sam Ard. Boy, he was tough in his day. And uh, so that <laughs> that you know that has really grown to something uh, that is really yeah, cherished yeah. with the Cars Tour. And uh, and I was uh, down and out this year. Was planning to go and uh, couldn't make it this year. But the Redhead and Daniel went and took pictures for me. Had a good time with that. So that, that's really growing to be a real huge marquee event uh, with the Cars Tour. Yeah. They've done a fantastic within, job with that. With within late model stock racing, I would say that's probably one of the you know, I'd say probably top five races biggest races of the year you know they get just absolute ton of cars for it and uh and it's uh, not about uh, the money this is one of those races that is taken off but it's not about the money exactly you know and i think 
we uh, it's, uh, it just makes it that much more special to be the inaugural winner of of that in, in the Car Sport Series. So yeah. something that will uh, always have on my uh, my resume, and, and I hope to add a few more eventually. <laughs> Absolutely, and the the performance is there. I mean, after you know making just four starts those first three years, I guess you guys figured out, hey, we can run with these guys because the stats don't lie. Because every time you did run, you finished well, you raced good, you led laps those first. Uh, you know, a few starts within the series. So this year, you're racing the full season. You're in the top ten in points. I mean, uh, how you, how do you evaluate your first full season with the Cars Tour? Honestly, uh, I don't want to say I'm disappointed in our performance because I feel like every time we've gone to the track, we have been pretty uh, competitive. Uh, minus the throwback this year. This year at the throwback, we were just uh, out in left field, but. Um, take that race out of it uh i feel like we've we've had a pretty good year um we've had i want to say three or four dnfs in in the in the cars tour uh, unfortunately just from other circumstances uh we've we've gotten involved in some some accidents and just weren't able to finish and um but it hasn't been a lack of of speed we've had really fast cars um every time we come to the racetrack uh we've we've you know been up on the speed charts and just uh you know kind of closing last of these races and they get intense sometimes and hadn't been able to you know finish them off quite the way we want to um i feel like overall for a year we've had a really good year just car store has been a little rough for us this year and uh nothing against the series um it's, it's a great series we were just wrong wrong place at the wrong times and, and uh so it's kind of hurt us overall in the point series um I don't know if I would have liked to try to contend for the points. That was kind of our goal at the beginning of the year, and that kind of went out fairly fairly early with uh, just having those DNFs there at the beginning. And uh, So it was yeah, that was a little rough for us, but, um, you know, we did have a couple highlights. We finished second by, by a nose to Bobby McCarty at the yeah. uh, Motor, Motor Mile. Mile. Yeah. Yep, we, uh, we led – uh, I want to say like 80-ish or, or maybe even 90 laps up at, at uh, uh, Langley. Um, yeah. So we, we've definitely, we've had the speed. We've had good cars. Uh, just haven't quite been able to put all the pieces together this year for the car store. So maybe we'll uh, we'll try it again next year. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, have you guys talked about it, maybe planned ahead uh, or can make that announcement? Is, you know, you guys uh, looking at sticking with the series for next year? Yeah, I think we'll uh, I think we'll run the series again next year. We might not do the the touring twelve again next year. We might not necessarily run the whole tour in case you know say the first three or four races don't go good. Um, we you know might not we, that doesn't lock us into having to run the whole year. So yes, we'd like to go try to try to go for another championship run. But if you know say after three or four races it's not looking so hot, uh, you know we can kind of change plans from there. There you go. That's that's you know. That's uh, we can live with that. Cause I think uh, I think after a, a good year racing on the different tracks that you haven't uh, had a lot of laps on, and with the tires and with the competition that you're going to race with, I think the next year I think uh, the the performance. You know, I think you guys have the performance. I just think it comes down to laps on those tracks and with the competition you're racing with. I think you guys will be in contention. I think you guys will be just fine. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, now so let's button up the uh, cars tour stuff. Let's uh, 
let's take a look uh, to me, and I know a lot of fans, if, if they take a look, uh, your uh, tenure at Martinsville. Uh, this year was your fourth uh, run at Martinsville. And so far, your first run, uh, you've got two sixths, the eighth, and this year, a top ten finish. Uh, you qualified, you showed top speed, you know, you know, top ten speed all week this year at Martinsville. Uh, man, very impressive. All uh, Every time you go to Martinsville, the top ten finish. But uh, I, I think you would agree, this year at Martinsville, this was the hardest top ten finish you had to earn. Is that, is that a, a, a true assessment? Yeah, no, for sure. You know, we actually we ended up, we did end up so we qualified tenth and ended up finishing seventh um, this year. But no, I would say for sure this year has been the uh, the the most tough. You know, they changed the format around a little bit this year, and uh, nothing to take away from the previous years that we've you know run well. But the way they formatted it, you know, the previous years, it kind of led into you know more wrecks and. Uh, you know, took out some of those guys that were really contenders um, to win the race and, and run up front um, in previous years. And so not saying we lucked into our finishes because, yes, we did have uh, uh, pretty good cars. But uh, this year, just how they formatted it and everything, there wasn't near as many wrecks. It uh, wasn't a demolition derby like we've had, you know, before. And um, I felt like this is the first year that the – probably the fastest car that was there won the race you know josh berry was uh, was very good and, uh I, th- I don't think we had anything for him i think maybe we had a three to top five car we just uh we got in a little bit of trouble there after the first break and and um uh after the after the break i couldn't get the car refired so i had to get pushed off and they sent us to the rear for it and uh, we had to start behind all the lap down cars and all that i think we restarted like 32nd 33rd or something like that and we worked our way back up there slowly but surely and uh <laughs> before that uh second stage break uh, we had worked our way back up two tenths and i felt like we got ourselves back in you know contention where we needed to be and raced a ton there with old bubba pollard and uh and End up ultimately finishing seventh. I think, uh, like I said, I think we had a little bit more left in the tank. Just uh, so hard, you know. Uh, uh, you have to get everything you can on those restarts because those top uh, ten guys there, it's, everyone's so close. It's uh, if you don't make up a lot of track position on those restarts, it's hard to just you know run someone down and and, uh, and, and go past them uh, just because everyone's so close. So um, all in all, it was a, a really good. Uh, good good year for us in martinsville and uh i was uh i was really happy with our finish and all that so uh and the speed and everything we had so i'm, uh, I'm excited to go into next year for sure you know i haven't been involved in martinsville in, in many years now as a racer who has really been involved and focused on martinsville um uh, you know what's your assessment what's your thoughts on the changes you know you you, you know the 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 format kind of, you know, as you said, uh, benefited you. Uh, maybe didn't have the the best car that helped you get a top ten finish. But uh, you know, tell me your thoughts about the changes from what it was to to now of uh, you know this this year with the changes. You know, share your thoughts. Yeah, you know, last year uh, we or sorry, not last year, the years prior, we always had cautions uh, right there at the end of the race. Um, I think last year's was with like 25 to go or something like that. And it just, uh, it set up really crazy, you know, finishes because 
you know, guys, uh, they know they're, they're putting tires on with 25 laps to go. And this is it. You know, this is the end of the race. It's one time a year, the biggest race of the year. Um, and you're going for a grandfather clock. So they're, uh, they're laying it all out there and it just led to, it led to Rex, you know, and it made it, made it just absolutely insane. And I think last year was finally icing on the cake for, uh, the officials and, and, um, so they, they made changes and, you know, now our last break is with 50 laps to go. Uh, that's still a long ways, you know, around Martinsville. And, and, uh, I think everyone just, I think they realized that they raced more with their heads screwed on straight. And, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a hell of a race. I thought between, you know, everybody really. And, uh, yes, there was some wrecks. There was a big one on the back stretch yeah. with Taylor Gray flipping, yeah. but for the most part, there was not uh, a, a huge number of wrecks. Right. Um, years prior, I mean, we've we've run <laughs> damn near close to half the race under <laughs> caution. Yeah. Um, so I thought uh, thought everything worked out really good this year and first year with this format. I think they uh, they'll probably go back and make some tweaks, and then we'll be even better for next year. Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of folks say, "Oh, it was boring. One guy led the whole race." I, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic race. I, I think the best car should win because, um, you know, he raced his heart out. He did his homework. He, he I mean, if you're around him, uh, you know, with the Cars Tour, you won't find anybody that works harder than Josh Berry. Um, in every interview, he t- t- talks about, you know, he went back and studied what he did wrong last year. I mean, he's always talking about it, you know, uh, what he did yep. wrong, trying to go back and learn. What can he do better? I mean, he's always focused about that, you know, and you're the same way. You know, you looked about what uh, happened at Orange County. Now you want to go back and do better, and you're focused on, uh, you know, the $30,000 to win already for next year. That's what it takes to do better. Now, you know, uh, Bubba Pollard, you know, we know what he can do in any type of race car. You know, he finished top five. Um that's just the way it goes but when you look at from second on back there was some fantastic racing you know sometimes it's not for the win for the leader it was some fantastic racing back through the field and watching you come from after you know you had to be pushed off march your way methodically back through the field it was some it was fantastic to watch I, and so and, go ahead and to, and to keep all the fenders on it That's, uh, <laughs> exactly. that was probably the hardest part exactly <laughs> and and if you knock the fender in and i don't care what anybody says that you know at concord one time I, I said on the pa something about you know if you don't think uh aerodynamics plays a factor in short track racing you're nuts and i remember langley making fun of me and i'm telling you and josh Berry, i mean you will tell everybody yes it does and that's why you had to keep the fenders on it tell me i'm correct no you're you're 100 correct and I mean, it, it can it can end just as bad as uh you know. Look at uh, Mike Looney knocked the fender in yep. real early in the race, blew a tire, and that was the end of his night. Yep. Uh, so you just uh, you got to keep you got to keep the fenders on it to be there at the end. Yep, absolutely. So you had to be very methodical and calculate, you know, very calculated on how you made these passes, and that's why it's best to make uh, up all as many positions as you can on the restarts without knocking the nose off because. Uh, it's hard to explain, you know, when you guys get up to speed to make these passes, late model stock car racing, everybody's so equal because it's all about momentum, especially at a track like uh, Martinsville. Uh, you have to keep your momentum and keep your corner speed up to make these passes 
how I mean, can you explain how hard that is to keep up your momentum and make a pass? I mean, I just can't fathom <laughs> on how you guys do that. No, it's uh, it's difficult, you know, and especially if you start getting racing side by side with someone. That guy behind you, you know, he's probably not side by side with anybody, and he's reeling you in in a hurry. So, you know, you do gotta, you gotta, you gotta catch someone, you gotta make the pass, and you gotta keep going because uh, it's just, uh, you, you know, like you said, you lose that momentum. It's like the the new package with the Cup cars now. They uh, they're in the lower horsepower, so if you lose that momentum, it's uh, it, it it hurts you down the straightaway, you know. So you just, uh, it's hard, you know. It's just that's why the, those re- restarts are so important to. You know, try to make it with as much track position as you can, and you got to be what I like to call one of my favorite terms is patiently aggressive, and uh, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, you know you got to try to try to make up as much as you can, and, and then you know also like I was saying, keep the fenders on it. So it's uh, it's um, all around. Uh, it's it's tough. And a lot of folks will look at it as being impatient, and you know, well, he's such an impatient driver. Well, it's not being impatient. You just got to keep that momentum up. Yep exactly so, so uh, and i just that is such a that's got to be such a hard thing to do because uh, does that come in the feel in the car like you know in the seat of the pants is is does that something you feel like when you know um you feel the momentum drop i mean that's when you you just got to keep pushing yeah you know when you feel when, yeah when that momentum drops it's, it's not a not a good feeling you know especially you feel that you know a lot of times when you're side by side with someone so that's why you know it's so crucial to get clear of that person and you know not let them the, the guys in front of you you know get away or you know anything like that so it's um yeah it's just uh it's, it's not an easy task so unless you set in a late model stock car not just a race car a late model stock car and at martinsville or at some of these other high speed tracks i mean you just can't fathom the feel of what it takes to keep the momentum up and pass these cars and and that you know that's that's something that you just can't um uh, average fan just don't understand you know they, it's just so easy to say oh you're such an impatient driver well that's not the case at all times i mean right no no you know you you it's that, that you know goes back to what i was saying you know you you, you try to you make these passes as quick as possible um you know now those guys get away because that's why it makes you look like you're impatient right. um because you know you're trying to you're trying to clear that car you know clear, uh, you know complete that pass um and, and do it as quickly as possible you know not to not to lose that momentum yeah well you did a fine job at martinsville because you you passed all those cars and <laughs> kept the nose on it and that's a that's a hard task to do so that was quite impressive man that was uh that was very impressive, man. That was uh, that was fun to watch. A lot of people keeping up with that, so uh, that was very awesome. So uh, hats off to you, my friend. Well, let's uh, kind of go back to uh, this past weekend. Lots of momentum because before that, you won an ace. Um, you, you had some great runs at Hickory. Did, have you won a, a regular weekend show at uh, Hickory this year? No, I was uh, I was actually pretty uh upset about it. we didn't race a ton of hickory this year so we didn't give ourselves a ton of opportunity to go win a hickory uh but we kind of this year we we struggled a little bit at hickory we struggled when the car store went there uh we were actually uh, let me go back a little bit the very first car store race there i felt like we had a really good car and we just got uh taken out early in that race right. and then, uh but when we went back we just kind of struggled we weren't where we needed to be and just um so I know uh, uh, the one weekend I was there, you finished top three because you was in the tech shed. Yeah, yeah. So we did. We did start to 
uh, you know, get a turn back around there towards the end of the season. Uh, Bobby Isaac, we did finish third right, in. Right. Yeah. Um, and I felt like we were we were in contention there that whole race. We stayed up front the whole race and uh, just didn't quite have enough there at the end. But then um, we went back again for uh, it was just let's see. I think it was just an eighty uh, eighty lapper, and um, we well, let's see. We qualified third. And uh, we got to second fairly quick, and me and Evan Swilling, who ended up winning the race, ran side by side for uh, 25, 30 right. laps, and uh, it just uh, it was it was a nail biter. We door slammed on almost every <laughs> single lap, and uh, just uh, it would have been very easy for me to go off in the corner and just you know not turn the steering wheel and, and just come you know completely ruin his night. But he didn't he didn't race me disrespectful, and I didn't feel like. I, I couldn't race him that way. I've raced with him for a long time, dating back to r- racing in the legend cars together, and and uh, we've always always had a lot of respect for each other. And it was just something I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do. Um, I'd rather, uh, as bad as it sounds, I would rather finish second than than lose that respect for someone that has raced me clean. I'm not gonna turn around and not race him clean, you know, just just for a race win. Um, so, you know, it did, it did suck, you know, not, not getting a win there at Hickory this year. Um, they are racing the fall, fall brawl this weekend. I wish it was on a different weekend because we yeah. are going with Rodney Cook, but, uh, no, overall, you know, we, we just struggled at Hickory this year, but it was nice to kind of get our momentum swinging back in the, the right direction, um, at Hickory, um, there at the end of the season for, uh, for next year at least. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I know you, I saw several victories at Ace Speedway. The only what I would refer to as the Snickers moment, you know, the Snickers commercial, like to get away, uh, was the Cars Tour, which I know you was heartbroken, and I don't want to make too much light of it, but uh, the, <laughs> the Cars Tour race, which I know you thought, I circle, I know you circled that race on your calendar because with all the wins on uh, the weekly race in there, and um, you know the, the as much track time as you got there, and the the great performance that you had with the Cars Tour, I know you really thought this could be the second win on the Cars Tour, home track, you know, second home track, if you will, lots of momentum, great year on and off the tour, um, looking real good everywhere you go. My goodness. Man, I know that was a place you'd really want to just sneak away and say, "Up, oh, that wasn't me there." <laughs> yeah, that, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll just go ahead and tell the story. You know, we we uh, ace. We oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever had such a, a, a. I felt a dominant car, and we didn't really get to show it in the race, but we'll get there. Um, we every practice session that we were in, we didn't run all of them. We we led them. Um, we just had an absolutely amazing car and uh, qualified. I want to say I want to say we qualified fifth there also. Um, you know, like going back to what I was saying earlier, I'm just not much of a qualifier, so I was really happy with that qualifying effort. And uh, we threw the green flag, and I came over radio and I said uh, something's wrong here, and I said I got a bad vibration. I'm not sure where it's coming from, uh, but I said it's, it's bad, and we got caught fairly early in that race and um we were trying to diagnose it and i I said it feels like it's coming from the left rear i said it feels like maybe a caliper or a loose wheel and you know we were we had good track position at the time and we didn't really want to give it up and so we kind of we we uh 
talked about coming in and pitting and trying to figure out what it was. We decided not to, and it uh, it bit us for sure. And yeah. it wasn't three laps later after that restart. I left, retired, decided I didn't want to be on a race car anymore. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that uh, man, that one, uh, it it stung this whole race team, and uh, kind of took a little bit of wind out of our sail. And um, we, uh, but we we went back. We didn't point a finger at anybody. Uh, we're a team. We're we're gonna win as a team. We're gonna lose as a team. We're gonna make mistakes as a team. And um, that's that's what happened that night. You know, we we made a mistake. It, it sucks. You know, I hate that it happened when we had such a such a good race car and and uh, not not really being able to to, to show it. Um, I know uh, Bobby and Josh put on a hell of a race, and I I think we would have been uh, uh, right up there with them. And just uh, you know, it just uh, it stinks. So we uh, we regrouped um, and uh, we came back at uh what was that uh motor mile next weekend yep. or the next car for race and, and we finished second and so, doggone almost we won, so. so yeah and yeah, that's uh, that's one of the reasons i wanted to bring it up is you did you guys did not implode and fall all to pieces uh you guys embraced it and even kind of poked fun at yourselves and moved on, put it behind you, and yeah. moved on like true professionals. And I applaud you guys, everyone on your crew, and anyone that supports you guys. I absolutely applaud you guys because a lot of short track teams aren't able to do that, and you guys did it like true pros. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I literally the next day on Facebook, I posted a picture of a torque wrench. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and that was it. I didn't say nothing with it. I just posted a picture of a torque wrench, you yeah. know, and. And uh, I went back later on, and I wrote a, a, a good long post about you know yeah. what had happened, that it was a mistake, and and we're a team, we're human, we're not robots, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to make mistakes, and and like I said, that's that's what happened. So yeah. and, um, and to have fun with we, it, man, I applaud you guys. I just thought that was absolutely <laughs> fantastic, and and uh, man, I think you guys gained a lot of fans through that. If they were really paying attention, I think you guys gained a lot of fans with that. So I thought that was awesome. <laughs> thought that was awesome i mean that, yeah. to me it almost brought you guys closer i would agree i would agree and brought us closer it, it got us to get we got a new impact from it and we got a new torque wrench from it. we already <laughs> had one but we got another one did uh, you get a man. torque wrench sponsor out of that <laughs> <laughs> we're we awesome. gonna make sure we're not gonna have that issue again <laughs> that's right that's right and before martinsville you had uh you know talk about momentum you know coming up uh, to this race this weekend uh, big win at Dillon. Was that the first time that you had raced at Dillon? So, yeah, I had raced at Dillon back in uh, that pro car a long, long, long time ago. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, it was the first time I've ever been there in a late month stock. Um, kind of struggled there. We didn't uh, – we weren't very, very uh, good in practice. Um, felt like we were just kind of off a little bit. And we made some uh, – made some pretty big swings uh there after after practice and kind of went into qualifying and in the race kind of blinded or just kind of guessing and but yes pretty good i mean we qualified on the pole um and uh we led every lap and uh it was uh it was a hell of a race i mean they got some good locals there also and just yeah. um we uh we were able to to come out on top though which was which was cool to you know not not really ever run there in like my stock and, and to do that yeah, Ron Barfield does a, a great job down there. I remember him running the the old All Pro Series and ran the trucks, made it up the Cup a little bit, and uh, I raced RC cars with him many, many, many years ago. I was still in the Air Force 
uh, when I first met Ron Barfield racing RC cars many years ago. So uh, he's he's a gem. He's a good one. Uh, they do a great job down there. Uh, and then uh, you had the Martinsville weekend. We've covered that. And then just this past weekend, you know, we talked about that a little bit on and off. Uh, got uh, They ran twin races at Orange County Speedway. Uh, won the first one. And then uh, the second one was a little bit more edgy to win. Uh, had a restart late in the race and uh, got raced uh, a little odd and and uh, had a had an opportunity you had a choice to make either get uh, pushed over and pushed aside or pushed back. What choice did you make, John, uh, Justin? <laughs> no, you got to push back. You know that's like, right. I, I kind of I talked about it a little bit earlier. We've been uh, <laughs> I've been pushed around, you know, and pushed around too much and. and it's late in the year. Uh, you get you get to a point where enough's enough, you know. I had never raced this guy before, and he's a local there. He's uh, won, I think, the past three in a row. And uh, at Orange County, the top is in the preferred line, so I, you know, chose the top on the restart, and he went off in the corner and didn't turn the steering wheel to door slam. I mean, ran me all at the racetrack, cleared himself, and. He was on, you know. He was gonna go. He was gonna go win the race. And, you know, he probably got about a two car length lead on us, and there was only uh, six laps to go. And um, we took the white flag, and I wasn't gonna catch him. And someone spun out coming to turn two, and uh, they, we got another shot at it. They uh, threw the caution. We had a, a green white checkered, and um, I, I thought for sure this guy was gonna choose the bottom again, and, and uh, he chose the top, and and helped me to. I got a shot at it, you know, and, and, uh, I raced, I raced him the way I was raced. And, uh, you know, he didn't, when he was beside me, I, I hadn't raced him the whole night and, and that was the first thing he did to me. So that's going to be the first thing I'm going to do back when I, when I got the opportunity and got the opportunity was there and we, uh, we went on to win, you know, uh, we, we did what we had to do. That's what we were there to do. And, um, that's uh that's racing you're gonna race me that way i'm gonna race you back that way he had to he had to have been expecting it had to have you would think <laughs> you would think uh they, his whole crew and, and, and including him came over was wanting to start a bunch of stuff and said they were going to destroy us in the in the second race and and um they didn't do that and um oh so that was the first they, race i had it wrong that was the that was the first race that happened oh yeah, yeah that happened in the first race. oh okay and, and i got you yeah, him and his teammate were coming over saying they were going to destroy us in the second race, and neither of them did that. His teammate actually wrecked out on lap one, and, and then he actually just put it around the bottom because um, I guess his car was too messed up to be up to speed or, or something. And um, But, no, we didn't have any issues in the second one. Um, but, yeah, he came over to us saying I had no talent and all, all that stuff, so... I don't know. I was sitting in victory lane, and he wasn't. So, <laughs> well, you know, I don't wish anybody ill will. And and you know, uh, what was the other driver's name? His name was Daniel Moss, and like I said, he's he's a good racer there. Yeah, he's, he's Daniel's won, tough over lot. there. Yeah, yep, he's won a lot of good, a lot of races there. He's he's won South Boston. I mean, he's no slouch at all. But uh, at the same same time, I'm not gonna. I take any crap from him either. Right, absolutely. And he's, you know, that's his home turf, and you know, he's there to protect his home turf. And you know, he he's got a new racer there. He's going to see how far he can push you. That's his job too, you know. So you yep. know, so you know, it, it comes and goes, and that's the way. You know, if if uh, if if he didn't, if you didn't push him back, then he knows uh, he's going to do it to you again. So now exactly. he knows next time he's lined up for you, he's going to race you a little bit different. Probably give you a little bit more room. I bet. 
Hey, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll see, we'll see. So, but if he listens to the podcast, he'll he'll probably have a different opinion. Uh, he'll probably find out you got a whole lot more talent than than what he'll uh, his opinion was. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, moving a, a lot of momentum. Hot, you know, did real well in Martinsville again. Another top ten finish. And coming up this weekend, uh, we'll finish uh, the podcast with this, another wonderful podcast. I appreciate you joining me. Let me uh, into your space with a house call with old good old Doc Love, old-timey here, Doc Love. Uh, the uh, 2018 winner, last year's winner, the Rodney Cook Classic at Ace Speedway. This year is the sixth annual Rodney Cook Classic. Now, did you know Rodney Cook? Did you ever get to meet him? I didn't personally know him. Um, I I was kind of getting started um, in racing, kind of when he was getting you know stopping stopping there racing and and uh, but I did see I I I'm big into YouTube. I watch a ton of ton of races on there. I've seen a lot of races at Ace um, with with him um, winning there. Him and uh, Barry Baggerly going back and forth a lot. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, no, I, I didn't personally know him, but. Uh, it was uh it was really cool to uh to win his race there last year. Yeah, the first winner in two thousand fourteen was Justin Snow, then Alex Yance, talented racer, uh, two thousand fifteen, R. D. Smith, two thousand sixteen, Blake Stallings, two thousand seventeen, and your name will forever be inscrawled in two thousand eighteen. Uh so far haven't been a, a repeat winner. How cool would that be to hear your name as the first repeat winner? Man, that's uh that's what we're that's the goal that's what we're after um there uh there's gonna be a lot of tough competition there ace ace is no slouch um racetrack uh we have had a lot of a lot of success there this year we have we won five there this year we've had a, a really good year there um but not none of them have come easy um they've uh, all come down to nail biters yeah um between dustin rumley uh ryan millington who's been king one championship there he's been on a hot streak there um my teammate Jacob Peffner has been really fast there, so uh, it's uh, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be uh, it's going to be stiff competition, and uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go in there. We're gonna do what we know how to do and know what to do, and uh, we're gonna try to, de- to defend our uh, our Rodney Cook Classic win, and then um, and bring that uh, bring that trophy and ten thousand dollar check back home here to Concord. Absolutely, of course it was paved in 1990. It's four tenths uh, in in uh, length, banking twelve degrees in the in the corners. Straights have ten degrees. Now, uh, as a driver, uh, can you feel that, or does it feel like more in the corners, or does it feel like less? It feels honestly. I don't know what Martinsville stats are, but it's got to be pretty close to that because it uh one two feels like it's got a little bit of banking, but uh, three and four feels, feels pretty flat. So. Uh, but it's a it's a fun track. I mean, it's uh, asphalt has held up really nice around there, and, and uh, got a, got a lot of grip. It's a fast racetrack, and uh, it's tight racetrack. So it's a little bull ring. Um, it's like a it's like Martinsville, but shorter and smaller. <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of beating and banging. Uh, you know, it's a, a bottom feeder racetrack, so the nose will definitely be used. Uh, if need be, and uh, by anybody really, and uh, but it'll it'll be a good race for sure. Oh, absolutely! Every year it's a fantastic race. Uh, he ran number fourteen uh, most of his career, and it'll be a hundred and forty year, a hundred forty, a hundred and forty lap uh, feature. 
uh, for the Rodney Cook Classic. Um, Rodney was a, was a racer's racer, uh, was always a threat no matter what he drove. One time in Orange County, um, he drove a street stock, a late model, and some other um, division. Almost won. He won the late model and almost won the other divisions that he was in. Um, he was a big presence of a guy. In high school, he was a lineman. I don't think people realize uh, how athletic he was. And uh, I mean, I'm telling you, I love that guy. He, you could talk for him for days about anything. He was just a big presence of a guy. He wasn't just big and bulky. He was just, you know, just a big presence. And his heart was as big as the sky. And um, your the way you describe the story at Orange County, that describes his style of racing. So you fit uh, perfectly uh, the style that he raced. <laughs> Um, and if it came around again, if, if the gentleman did that again, then they would have to take boxes on the track to get that guy's car up. Uh, that's the way he would have done it. <laughs> he could have come through the field with a clean nose, or he'd come through the field with, with no body work uh, if, if, if you didn't race him right. Um, he was entertaining. He was, I just loved Rodney. He was, uh, uh, loved his family. He was, uh, he, was a, he was a beautiful racer, man, I'm telling you. He was entertaining. Uh, he uh, helped a lot of folks that struggled, and behind the scenes, he was uh, he was uh, he was a gem. I'm telling you, he was uh, he was a beautiful soul, and loved short track racing. Boy, he was a family affair. He and his dad, and uh, he was uh, always at Ace Speedway. He raced on the dirt there late in his career. Got him a dirt car, and went to um, uh, Bowman Gray. Me and uh, Corey Latham went to, <laughs> to uh, watch him at Bowman Gray. He had a ball. Um, that was, uh, some of the things he wanted to do. So I just wanted to go just to say I did it, he said. So we went and took <laughs> pictures and had a ball with him over there. So, but, uh, yeah, his spirit, his, his racing spirit lives on with, uh, Ace Speedway and, uh, the way you described how, uh, Ace, uh, or, uh, Orange County went down and the way you guys raced so hard for the victory last year. That's definitely in in Rodney's uh, spirit uh, for sure. So, and I know that's the way he's going to definitely go. he will definitely be there racing with us oh, with all of us. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, let's look at some of the particulars for this weekend because uh, they've got all kinds of activity starting Thursday uh, for this week. If you're interested in checking out some of the other activities, because they got sprint cars, two types of different sprint cars, got midgets and sprint cars, and I think they got uh, practice. Uh, you can pre-qualify your uh, pre-qualifying tech can start uh, four o'clock. Oh, I can hear the birdies. You're outside in nature. I can hear the birdies out there. <laughs> I hear you. Thursday the seventeenth, uh, four o'clock. You can pre-qualify tech inspection if uh, you get your trailers out there and all that good stuff for the late model guys. Uh, they do have some racing activities uh, Friday. Friday night, 7 o'clock, for the uh, MSR Sprints, USAC Midgets, Group Qualifying, Ace Modifieds. Uh, let's see what kind of racing action they got. Champ Carts, USAC Features, MSR Sprints, and Extreme Cars are racing. Green Flag at 745. Uh, drivers meeting at 7 o'clock. That's this Friday. And Saturday night, October 19th, the Rodney Cook Classic at the Ace Speedway in Altima Hall, North Carolina. Drivers meeting at 1015. Um, grandstands open at 2 p.m. Pre-race activities at 345. Green flag, 4 p.m. 
late model race will be the eighth on track activities. We've got the MSR uh, sprints, USAC midgets. Then the limited late model will be the first race, uh, 50 lap feature. Then the MSR sprints, heats, the accent imaging, mini stock feature, mod feature. Then the late model feature, Rodney Cook Classic, 140 laps. Driver intro on the front stretch. Uh, will be going down this weekend at the Ace Speedway, Saturday night, the 19th. And the driver we got with the Doc Love house call, Justin Carroll, last week's winner, will be in attendance. And a star, whole stellar, uh, tough group will be there trying to chase you down um, this Saturday night. So we wish you all the best this weekend, Justin. I know Redhead and I, she's got her new pink shirt, Justin Carroll shirt. She'll be wearing that uh, this weekend. So... Uh, I think Daniel and I will be there doing the video thing again, so we'll be there and wishing you the best and all the drivers and uh, want everybody to be safe and have fun. And um, anybody you need to thank and uh, talk about your sponsors and, and all that good stuff before we let you get out of here. Yeah, I just, you know, uh, always industrial battery and charger. They've been, been with us for uh, my whole racing career, so definitely wouldn't be here with uh, without them. Um, Mom, Dad. Jason Stanley for making making our race cars go fast. Um, Quickie Driver Development Program, Superior Trailer, um, GECI, and I think that's, that does about does it. My whole uh, whole family, my whole crew, uh, they bust their tails for me. So uh, wouldn't wouldn't be here without them. So definitely can't thank them all enough. Now, if you're a fan of Justin Carroll and you go on social media, especially Twitter. Be sure and use the hashtag if you you say good luck for uh, Justin uh, or anything like that. You know, shoot a picture or whatever. Use the hashtag KDDP. That way they can see all the support he's getting out there for this weekend. And uh, we wish you all the best with that. We hope you're winning there. And uh, be sure and let everybody know how that turns out for you, okay? Will do, for sure. All right, buddy. We'll see you this weekend. Wish you all the best. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate it. Hello? I must be going. I cannot stay. I came to say I You can also see Justin Carroll race at the Cars Tour season finale at the South Boston Speedway, November 2nd. And, of course, all the details will be on Race22.com. Thank you for clicking on Race22.com and listening to House Call with Doc Love. Until next time, we'll see you at the races. must be